Need a pep talk? Come hang with us weekly while we serve up realness with a side of sass and help you learn to love yourself in every shape, size, and season. We laugh, we cry, we dig deep, we shoot the shit, we feel our feels, and we highlight the real. I'm Becca. And I'm AMQ. And this is... I got you, boo. Hello, hello. Hi. Merry Christmas, boo crew. Look at that. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. What is happening that we are even saying happy holidays? This year has just gone by so fast. 2020 with bangs on is what we're calling 2021. Well, it's also, I saw the meme going around now that's like 2022 is looking a lot like 2022, as in also, because the things are happening. (laughs) It's looking a lot like that. It'll just be two weeks situation again. So stay safe, everybody. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We have some fun, obviously, to bring to you first. And before we start talking about burnout, which I think is such... It's very timely. Very timely. <laughs> as I, yeah, as I as sit I, here, burned out. <laughs> and as I sit here, sick, because I'm burned out. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be all the things, for sure. We got to have some fun first. Yeah, and we had a lot of requests. So back by popular demand, we're doing the whisper challenge. But we thought it would be super fun to make it holiday edition whisper challenge. So I'm excited to see what we come up with. Yes. Our first goal of this was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I, it was, I feel like we also, the AirPods need to come out and we need to turn the volume down on them. That was the second part. Cause yeah. if it's Christmas edition, then we know the theme. So that's cheating. That's- We've already cheated. <laughs> sure, <laughs> so true. true. We can turn the volume all the way down. AirPod out volume all the way down. Okay. So that. let's get this started. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I can go first. Well, I don't. I also don't know what that means. Did you want to guess first or listen? Oh, first? that's true. <laughs> um, I'm going to. I'll, I'll I'll say mine first, and you have to. Okay. Guess. Okay. My AirPods are coming out. Okay. All right. I'm ready. Baby, it's cold outside. Maybe I'll get cold tonight. Baby, <laughs> it's cold outside. What would sound like maybe? Maybe, shmaybe, laby. Baby. Baby, it's cold outside. Oh, baby, it's cold outside. Yeah! Killing it. Killing it. All right. Okay. We got this down to a science now. (laughs) Dashing through the snow. Oh, fuck. Catch me outside. How about that? (laughs) Catch, Catch me. Catch me. Dashing, cashy through, sassy, the snow, sassy through the door. <laughs> no, dashing through the was through the right. Oh, fuck, this is okay. All right, through something through the dashing through the snow, something through the oh dashing through the snow. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> This is because I'm used to listening to kids behind masks talk, so I feel like my sense of understanding and lip reading is, like, next level. 
okay. Naughty or nice? Naughty or nice. Oh, that's an easy one. <laughs> Thank God none of these have been repeats yet that I have for you. <laughs> Joy to the world. Boy, you're a whore. <laughs> That can't be right. Christmas spirit, everyone. It's like I have to remember that it's Christmas stuff and I'm just trying to like read what you're saying. So I'm not I'm forgetting that it's like also Christmas related. So I don't think we're talking about whores on Christmas. Jeez. Mary, oh, please forgive no. me. We're offending. Mary, so please. Many forgive okay, I'm just going to stop. Joy to the world. Ah. Joy. Sure. To the world. I joy, joy. to the world. joy joy to the world to the world joy to the world wow you're just killing it can, okay was that all of them okay I'll come back in wow you're four for four I'm not gonna be four for four there's no way you, oh fuck you might I just dropped my airpod out of my ear <laughs> no there's no way okay taking it out jingle bell rock G Jesus. <laughs> no. No. Okay. Jingle bell rock. Jingle bells. Yeah. G jingle bell oh, rock. Three words. Jingle bell rock. J jingle bell. Now this is turning into charades. Jing I can't see it. Charades. <laughs> I just cheated. <laughs> jing oh, jingle bell rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. These are like very Christmas. We're very on theme here with these. <laughs> okay. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Wow. I didn't know that we were doing paragraphs. <laughs> okay. Wait. I'll do another one. That one's too hard. Never mind. X out of that one. Never mind. Never mind. Mistletoe kisses. <laughs> Miss. Miss you? No. Miss you at Christmas. Missed you at Christmas? Mistletoe kisses. Mistletoe Christmas? Ooh, so close. So close. Mistle First word is right. It's two words? Mistletoe kisses. K kisses. That's not fair. Yes. You did charades. I know. I talk with my hands You should have charades. That I'm sorry. <laughs> I just blew her kiss. I talk with my hands. I am literally gripping my sweatshirt behind <laughs> so that I don't talk with my hands. <laughs> okay. That, was, that made it too easy. <laughs> okay. Fine. It's on now. Now I'm going to give a harder one. Oh, okay. I was like, is that one? <laughs> Have a holly jolly Christmas. <laughs> one more time. Have a holly jolly Christmas. Oh, that one's easy. Have a holly jolly Christmas. See? You're doing good, too. Good. I think um, it's because of the theme. It's not as yeah. easy when it could just be literally anything. Yep. Although you did say something about whores, so, like, you know, who knows? <laughs> okay. I'm going to make... I'm making this one up on the okay. spot here, fam. The Grinch is a bitch. <laughs> I know that one of those words looks like bitch. But why are we talking about bitches at Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> the Grinch is, is a Christmas bitch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's Christmas themed. 
Oh, she's wow. Like, okay. The Grinch is a bitch. <laughs> this, the, I'm watching how your mouth is moving for this second word, and it's not making sense to me. Winter? <laughs> the winter no. is a bitch? Grinch. 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 I can't emphasize Grinch? any more words. No. You're getting closer. I'm not good at this lip thing. <laughs> the Grinch. The, the, the <laughs> bitch is a bitch. No. no. Bitch is a Grinch. Oh, my God. No, it was a Grinch. <laughs> he did it again. I used the other hand that wasn't gripping. No. <laughs> You're not good at this game. Uh. You're not good at this game. You fail this game. Mr. Chico, not good <laughs> at this game. <laughs> That the cheating. I was trying to mix it up. <laughs> Damn. I really wasn't going to get that one. Also, trying to help what you a out. mean one. Talk to me. <laughs> actually, don't even get me started. The Grinch is actually just a very lonely person who is bullied I too can't, much. I can't hear what you're saying. You're just oh. like. <laughs> you can put him back in. You can put him back in. Put him back in. <laughs> I'm like, are you talking? I was going on a rant because I actually don't agree that the Grinch was a bitch. I was just trying to mix it up so that they weren't holiday- like we should have just made up our own instead of ho- instead oh, of holiday. Oh yeah, like instead of well-known ones. That's okay. We know for next time. Yeah, I'm yeah. telling you. I'm telling you. When you don't know, yeah, because you have like your your mind is primed. That's the word I was looking for. Your right. your mind is primed. You're like ready. You you've got those like the words. You know, it's like Mary, Christmas, joy. Like there's yeah. those certain words that you know you're gonna like. But when your mouth was moving for the Grinch, I was like, what? How does your mouth move for like the G was not a recognizable. Yeah, the G's a hard one. I was and then I started going on a rant because I don't think the Grinch is a bitch. I just think the Grinch was lonely and teased. And so he became angry. Yeah, he was bullied. Yeah. He was isolated. Of course. This became a huge conversation in school. Did it? Yeah, I can (laughs) see that. I can see that. Oh my god. Same with Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah. I was like, they were like, oh my God, he's so mean, dude, 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 like, look at this guy. I would punch him in the face. I was like, but remember what I always tell y'all? They're very violent. Remember what I always tell you guys? <laughs> hurt people, hurt people. It's Hurt true. people are making, like, happy people don't go around making other people upset. Yeah, it's true. It was a so moment. true. Well, everyone, that was less entertaining, I feel, than our first go around. So if you really want to experience <laughs> first go around, it was, I believe it was our first episode. Yeah. Yeah, it was because it wasn't the mini sode. It was definitely the first episode. It was our first episode. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, here we go. I'm sitting here with my um, uh, lemon honey. Don't at me if you're a vegan. Do not at me if you're a vegan. Uh Everyone is like, honey is a product of an animal. Therefore, you're a bad vegan. I live a plant based life. Yeah, but they don't. Make it through. I know I'm not torturing the bees to get the honey. The bees, right. they, pr- they produce honey, which is why I'm cool with it. Like, that's something they produce for us. We're not like, anyway, it's, that's a whole other conversation. But I know anyone, a lot of- People get mad at hu- that, that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, if I ever if I ever show, like, what I'm, you know, when I show my stories, what I put in, like, my, my like, um, superfood balls or when I'm baking or when I'm making, like, my shake, oh, my gosh, I get so much hate. Like, did you know that 
honey is. That's what you sound like when you get into my DMs about this. It's like, did you know? You sound immediately like a valley girl to me. <laughs> oh my God. Did you know that honey is produced by an animal? I'm like, yeah, I do. But they literally, that's what that, that's why they're on this earth is to produce honey. Yeah. So I don't feel bad. Anyway, I'm having my lemon honey water because that has been my life for seven days. We have recorded more podcasts when I had no voice than we have ever in a row. <laughs> yeah. The universe has like Elsa or I'm um, not Elsa, Ursula, the shit out of you. Yeah. And she took not nice, but yeah. I thought it was very appropriate. Beck and I were trying to figure out when to record this and it was like, you know what? It just, <laughs> whatever. My voice <laughs> is back. I just don't feel good. But like we recorded when I didn't have much of a voice. So my voice is back. I just don't feel We've good. really tag teamed between the two of us so far. I sounded like Chucky Finster with my nose so blocked up. It's still not fully clear. But like, here we are. You know, we're still here doing Showing the damn up thing. Anyways, and the, the topic is perfect for where both of us are at, I think. So yes, let's talk about it. Let's talk. Okay. I have the definition of burnout as it is defined as a syndrome of emotional exhaustion depersonalization and a sense of low personal accomplishment that leads to decreased effectiveness at worked at work worked. <laughs> and that is according to hold on. <laughs> Let me get the website up. Uh, NCBI.gov news articles. Okay. We'll put credit where credit is due, but do you have a different definition of burnout <coughs> or is it, or is it pretty similar? I don't. I don't. I mean, I think like I have some, we can talk about the cycle of burnout and how to kind of recognize it, but I want you to, um, cover your stuff. Yeah. So teaching burnout specifically, that's how I've experienced it. But I think that's just working burnout and it can also yeah. be social burnout and personal burnout. There's all different time, types of uh, so many burnout. different types of like how you, yeah, burnout yeah. It, w that you associate with your job, burnout mm -hmm. that you associate with like your relationships. Cause that's the other thing is that you might feel burnt out in one category of your life and like totally fulfilled in another, right? Yeah. Not necessarily, but sometimes they do bleed into each other. Cause how can they not, you know? Mm -hmm. So funny story. I always heard about teacher burnout and I assumed that it was just like when you quite literally feel burned out, like just overly exhausted, all right. of the things. And I thought that I had reached it before, but I don't think I had until a few years ago. I would say maybe like four years ago at the time at now, because no, maybe even five, because nothing makes sense anymore with time. This pandemic has been going on for two of these years, but I almost exactly. landed in the hospital from mm. the burnout. So we're just going to go through them. And as we enter each talk about each stage, we can like, you know, what are we feeling? Because I did not know there was even a honeymoon stage. That's stage one. Ooh. Which looks like, you know, you're satisfied with your job. You're accepting and taking on responsibilities. Um, you're sustaining your energy levels. You have optimism. You're committed to your job. Your compulsion to prove yourself is still there. Like you still want to like say yes immediately. Free flowing, mm -hmm. creativity, high productivity, high productivity levels. So like you're feeling like you're killing it. Like, sure, I'll take that on. That's the honeymoon stage because obviously none of us can do all the things all the time for all the people, right? Nope. Um, which I feel like a lot of us live in that honeymoon stage for a while. But then I it's like- also probably past the honeymoon stage, you probably think you're in the honeymoon stage. I wonder if you yeah. cover this. I feel yeah. like we live in a little bit of like, because we live in, you know, 
a microwave society with crockpot dreams. I love that saying. It's like we're expected to do everything so quickly, but then like, you know, our art the Amazon Prime generation, right? So yeah. I think we think that we're still like in the honeymoon stage because we're like lying to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Beyond. This stage two is where I feel like maybe we live a majority of the time. And by we, I mean a society, which is the okay. onset of stress. Mm. You start to lack a little bit more focus. You're a little bit more irritable. You reduce your sleep quality. Maybe you're not, mm. maybe you still are like going to bed early, but your quality of sleep in those hours aren't quite there. So like you feel like, hey, I'm going to bed on time, but you're not getting a sustainable amount of rest. Um, lack of social interaction, your productivity starts to lower. You start to feel a little bit more anxiety. Avoidance of decision-making and where you start putting things off, that can be done later. Um, change in appetite fatigue, headaches, or neglect of personal needs. So like, oh, I really have to make that. This is where I need to be more conscientious. Like this is where I'll put off that doctor's appointment because I just can't do it. Like, when am I going to go? They're not open before I'm at work. They're closed by the time I'm done. I'll just wait. Um, but yeah, that's where, this is where I feel like a lot of us live more of our time. (laughs) That makes sense. Yeah. Like the, you're right. Those Simple things like the doctor's appointment thing. So I'll, I'll, one thing that I've learned from my lovely husband, who is the most organized person in the world, spreadsheet king, is he has one month of the year. (coughs) That's a self-care like month. Okay. And he did it for, it's, he's been doing this for like two decades of his life, really his adult life. And it's, um, September because in September it was like beginning, you know, when he was in school, it was like the beginning of the year, when you're a student, like probably as a teacher too, the new year probably feels like the new year two times a year for you guys. Cause yes. like, September is like the new year and then January is the new year. But he goes every September, he does everything. He does like his, you know, dentist, his optometrist, his general practitioner, you know, his, his physical. And I'm like, damn, that's a good idea. Like it feels like a lot, but then it's done and it's like his self-care month and he knows it's like coming up and like, that's a great idea. So I've tried to mimic that. Obviously not as well because I'm not as organized as him. But that's something to keep in mind, like even as simple as that. They are daunting. It is daunting to have multiple appointments in a month. But even he did it once where he did like one day. He took one day off work and he scheduled like all of his things that day. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's genius. genius. Yeah. Yes. I don't have a spreadsheet for it, but Andrew and I are in the same wavelength here because I get them all done during winter break. I'm like, okay, I have them all booked for my two weeks that I'm off for winter break. I have my lady doc. I have my dentist. I have my general practitioner of all the things booked for this winter break just to get like checked out. Hopefully there's no follow-ups needed. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Then it's game game over. (laughs) Then I can't help you. Um, then that's when I start putting off the follow-ups if there is any, God forbid. Stage three is chronic stress, persistent tiredness, procrastination, resentfulness, social withdrawal, um, aggressive behavior, apathy, chronic exhaustion, a cynical attitude where it's just like, nothing's going to go your way. Everything sucks. The world is against me. Um, Decreased sexual desire, denial of problems, denial of exhaustion, Feeling, th- I see an AMQ's head th- nodding in the background. Feeling threatened, feeling pressured. Um, and like you might pour a little bit more bevy or smoke a little bit more of a space bear than usual. Um, smoke a space bear. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, ingest, st- <laughs> nibble on a space bear. Um, but yeah, so I felt chronic stress for like the since before Halloween maybe. 
Yeah, I would agree. I think that's, that's quite accurate. I would, yeah. I would back that. I think that stage three is hard to admit to yourself, though. I, like, well, yeah, because you're like, this is my existence. You're just like, this is just what it's like. You know how people wear busy as a badge of honor? I've been guilty of that for years. Like, you're just like, this is just what my life is. This is just yeah. life, right? You just tell yourself that's what life is here in North America because it yep. is. Yep. So I feel like stage three is harder to admit because you're like, no, I'm not. I'm not irritable. I'm not tired. I'm not, you know socially withdrawn or aggressive like if you react aggressively <laughs> then that's probably a cue um then we're hard in, in the pandemic because you're like yes uh, i'm just socially withdrawn because i can't see people right like you convince uh-huh. yourself you're like no it's just because i literally i literally can't which is obviously yep. you're aggressive you're like being defensive so you're responding aggressively Yes. And then stage four is burnout. You're obsessing with your problems. You're a pessimistic attitude on things. Uh, You start to develop physical symptoms, self-doubt, social isolation, chronic headaches, chronic GI problems, neglect of personal needs, um, escapist activities, which is also a hard one to admit to yourself. It's a hard truth and behavioral changes. So let's unpack burnout, shall we? There's a stage five, which is habitual burnout, where you're just like, it's chronic burnout. Yeah. You're just chronically um, sad, you chronically have mental fatigue, diagnosed depression. That's like a chronic burnout. The stage four is the burnout, burnout. So let's unpack them. This is where, when you're, where your focus goes, energy flows. I feel like when you start yes. to obsess about your problems and, um, you start to doubt where you're focusing on all the, all the things where you're not doing enough, or you feel like you could be doing more. You're not where you quote unquote should be when you should yourself to death that causes a lot of physical manifestations and you off. I mean, I have personally often felt like when I start to get those GI issues or chronic headaches or all of that, I felt like they were hurdles that I had to jump over in order to avoid the burnout when really those, that was my body sending signals and red flags that I, something needed to be done. So what do we do now? (laughs) How can you avoid it? I don't know if, I don't know if it's avoidable if you're given the life some circumstances. Some people are very mindful though, you know, like some people have that like Zen thing on lock. I have a couple of friends who are just like the people I go to where I'm like, how are you in this like Zen state? And it's like, I admire their ability to just the, like the very, very definitive line where they're like, they just draw like a line Boundaries. in the sand and yep. they're like, no, like boundary setting freaking masters where I'm just like, but how though? And I, in the couple of conversations that I've had, we, we should actually definitely consider bringing some people on to talk about burnout who are like experts. Cause those exist. There's experts in everything, but literally when I ask, like, how do you do that? They're just like, you have to hit a low, right? Like yep. I think that you it, just like with anything, right? To become aware of it, you have to be on the other side of it, right? Something has to happen where you're like, well, that sucked. Don't want to go there again. And then you take the steps towards getting better because there's a couple people in my life that are convinced that I am in with stage five that you talked about, <laughs> that I've been in a stage of chronic burnout for like, two and a bit years. So yeah. I have people- I wouldn't who, disagree. <laughs> exactly. So I have a couple of people really close to me who have consistently reminded me of this. And 
um, in September, I don't know why I'm saying dates, but in September of 2021, I went to a leadership conference with some people that I've been working alongside for like five, six years. And a couple of them were like, AMQ, like you need to look at your, look at how much time you spend on your phone. And I was like, I don't want to do that. They're like, just look at it. Just look at your screen time. Just look at it. Just look at it. And like, I compared my screen time to their screen time. We do the same thing just for some context. We have the same job. All six of us do it full time. And mine was astronomically larger than theirs. And, you know, one of the girls was like, do you think you're more productive than us? And I was like, absolutely not. I actually think I'm probably less productive. So that's the whole issue is that I've been in this state of like, um, I want to be overproductive, but then I procrastinate and then I give myself, Becca knows this, then I give myself a hard time because I didn't do enough things. And then, I, and then that, that's where I sit. Like I sit in that state and then I create from that state of like not doing enough. And that's so difficult to get out of because it's just the expectation that you set for yourself. So I've actually like on my Christmas list for myself this year, I put a bunch of burnout books because I'm like, you know what? I'm going to become a student of burnout. I'm just going to take it head on. And I won't go through the list right now. I'll, I'll just list that in our credits because it's not worth it because I haven't even read them yet. Yeah, you, but, might, you might hate them. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I might hate them. But we'll one, circle of them back. Is, one of them is specifically around the procrastination burnout cycle, which is very, like, like we said at the beginning, mm-hmm. there's different burnouts, right? And for me, it's like, I want to do everything, but like, I don't think I can be good at everything because you can't, you can't be good at everything. You just can't, especially if you're dealing with like, your personal stuff, professional Mm -hmm. stuff, just like everything, you know? So anyway, it was interesting when you said that like stage five, because when I'm, when I'm, when I've, I've just started restarted therapy, um, specifically with a new therapist chatting about pregnancy loss and just everything around that. So I've been working through that. Um, and we just like scraped the surface this last week about like, what can you take off your plate? I was like, nothing. Nothing that, so that third stage where you were like, that's the problem. (laughs) Yeah. 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 You're like, she's like, yes, you, I'm sure you can take something. And I was like, no, I can't. And she's like, okay, let's look at it this way. Okay. What if we, what do you want to add? What do you want to add into your life? But you feel you don't have the space for And I was like, oh, that's hard. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, I know what you're doing. And she was just like, if you had the space for it. And so I listed all these things and she's like, great. So now what can we subtract? to add that. And mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, interesting. Because it's stuff that like would bring me value. But right now I'm like, these are the things I need to do for everyone else or for what I think my expectations are instead of putting something in that adds value for literally me. And my issue is that sometimes I attach pro- productivity with dollar signs because I have a very bad relationship with money, which I'm working through. I'm also working through that. And that's, what's interesting is like, sometimes you can just do something that doesn't equal money. Right. Mm-hmm. North American problems though, I think we attach like money and productivity to each other. Yeah. Or like that instant gratification of Mm -hmm. like, if I do this now, I expect to have that monetary award now, Mm -hmm. reward now. And it's not how Mm -hmm. that is. Um, But yeah, the obsessing over problems I see a lot in the field of education. I think that, I mean, we lose, losing a lot. The teacher shortage is real. I mean, just nationwide, not just in my personal school, but like I see the educators online that don't work with me and do that 
focus on all the things that are wrong or all the things that are, um, you know, we need to fix or needs to change. And like, how are we going to ever get there? And it's like, whoa, when you start there, that spiral, you become obsessive over it. And so, and I have, I have totally been there. Whereas I just need to close my door and teach my kids. Like ultimately that's what you're doing. You're, and that can go for anything in life. Like close your door and do what you need to do off screen. Like when at the end of the day, when your Instagram app is closed or your work day is done, who's that person and what do they need and focus on that. And if that's Mm -hmm. rest, then honor that rest because you are not going to be your best self and you're not going to show up as the happy person that you are, if you're not taking care of that. And what was the other one? Oh, the physical symptoms. So, Ooh, boy, <laughs> we're, I feel like we're yeah. in it a few years yeah. ago, a few years ago. Um, which I think is where, when physical symptoms start coming up for me, I immediately reevaluate. And I think that that's really helped me build a strong respect for my body. You're really good at that though. You're so much better at that than I am. You're so much further along. It's taken a lot of work. It's taken a lot of work because you want to ignore it. You want to be like, oh, it's just, it's just a 24 hour bug. It's just Mm -hmm. a something I, you know, tried something new. I've been drinking too much coffee. I'm not drinking enough water. That's the big one that like everyone loves to say. And I've totally been there. I just need to drink more water. I'll be okay when they start to manifest and like the headaches start to happen, but then also you're getting weird GI issues and abdominal cramps. And I went to, this happened a few years ago. I had gone to three, um, urgent cares like right after work because I don't have enough time. There's not enough prep time in the day for me to go. And they couldn't figure it out. And they were like, I got blood work done and I peed in a cup and they were like, okay, it's a UTI. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. Cause I have to hold my pee when I'm in school and I'm trying to drink more water and I don't have the time to go to the bathroom. So, okay, cool. There's my answer. But then it kept happening and I was on these antibiotics and it wasn't happening. It was getting worse. And then I started getting, when I tell you the, I was ignoring it. So I just kept going to work and doing all the things and saying yes and not saying no. And I went back because I started getting really sharp pains and like this rash of flare, it would come in waves. And I called my mom and I was like, mom, I think I need to go to the ER. Like something's happening. So I go back to another urgent care. And they were like, you have a, and I peed in a cup. This is less than like 24 hours later from my other, my last one. I peed in a cup and they were like, you need to take these. And if you're not better in an hour and a half, you need to go to the hospital because your kidneys are completely infected and that can attack your liver and like your kidneys could fail. Like you need to, like, we need to immediately push these, this stuff through you. Cause if the, this pill doesn't work, you need to go get IVs so that it flows through your bloodstream faster. And it was all when I went to my general practitioner, because they got all the paperwork afterwards and I went for a follow-up and she was like, you're burned out. None of these symptoms make wow. sense to anything else that's happening. And like the fact that like your doctor even burned, like diagnosed with burnout. I was like, oh my gosh, really? Luckily winter break was right there. So, oh, yeah. um, but yeah, it got to the point where like I was so, and I was still doing all the things. Like I was not paying attention to what I needed to do. Like I wasn't putting my phone away because that escapism for me looks like scrolling. I'm escaping because I'm scrolling. Now I totally think that a good rabbit hole, (laughs) we all know I love a good rabbit hole to go down. Mm -hmm. Like it's fine. Like I think that escapism is also how we can turn our brains off uh, of like just like numbing out a little bit. I think is a form of self-care. It, I'm usually on the receiving end of this rabbit hole, which is really quite entertaining. <laughs> so I'm on, fine. Yeah. 
or on like, just like sometimes you just need to put on Netflix. And I feel like that's also this hustle culture of like, well, how much time are you spending on Netflix? You could be reaching your goals in that time. It's like, no, sometimes self-care looks like numbing out to true crime and just unraveling from the day. Like this hustle culture that our society is in leads to more burnout. And that's why I think more people are experiencing it as well. Mm -hmm. So just like being able to listen to the red flags that your body is sending you because she loves you. Even though we hate, we have trouble hating on it. I think that part of it is also listening to her when, or him or they, like whoever you identify with. But for me, it's like, she's trying to talk to me. And if I'm having these headaches and I'm not due for my schmeriad and I'm hydrating, I probably need to say no. Like, what can I, that's where I start, I think, is where can I say no today? What can I say no to today? Or I make a promise to myself when I start to feel these physical symptoms that I am not going to take on anything else in this moment, in this, until I feel better. And so, like, I was asked to do things like run this club or, you know, take these kids or work with this group. And it's like, no, you know what? They're not going to be better if I'm not better. So I'm not going to take that on until the new year. And that's fine. And that was, you know, respected. I feel like when people don't respect your boundaries, when you set them in the sense of burnout, you need to find a new circle of people to be with because who would not want you to be your best self and like normalize saying no to social plans. I just told you the other day, I was like, I'm supposed to go out with all my friends on Friday to celebrate winter break. And after work, we were like, no, (laughs) I don't, I can't, I just can't. And that's so hard to do right now because- We haven't seen our people as much as I'm sure a lot of us would have liked. And like this weekend, I had to miss two Christmas get-togethers with people that I literally haven't seen. Like some people I haven't seen in like reaching three years. And it was hard for me, but I was like, okay, you got to do, you know, you don't want to be the girl who goes to the party and then gets your friends sick, you know? So Mm -hmm. naturally I did what I had to do. I took my test. I had my negative result, all that fun stuff. Thank goodness. But it hasn't meant that like I haven't been down for the count. Like we forget that like the common cold and the regular flu is a thing <laughs> yes. in this world, right? Yes. Because we're like, holy shit. And why do we think that I got sick? You know, all of us have different uh, opinions on this. A, our immune systems, like my immune system is not what it used to be because I'm not around the people I used to be around. So now it's like, put me around anyone. <laughs> my immune system's like, wow, what is happening? But also I have been through some stuff physically with my body as of late. And so that's also put me in a tailspin and then mentally and my mind body connection. And so like I, you know, I've been sitting here like this last week. I've literally been forced on my ass for most of this week that Thank we're recording. God. Yeah, Becca, Becca just keeps being like, just turn off. Listen, I just I can't a full 24 hour break off Instagram. It's like. I'm doing it now. I'm implementing. Did you take the 24 hour break off of Instagram or did you take the 24 hour break off of posting on Instagram? (laughs) Off of posting on Instagram. (laughs) I was like, the crickets are so real. Okay. But yeah, insert crickets here. (laughs) Because that's, but that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. But, but the thing is I work on social media. So it was actually kind of nice to just like go on Instagram and like actually just be like, Oh, like, what's this person up to? Oh, that's a cute, ugly sweater for that ugly sweater party. I was like a consumer of content instead of creating content. And that actually felt like kind of cool. Like, I'm like, oh, I feel like I don't. This is what this app is for. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, cool, cool, cool. I don't have to concern myself with like what I'm doing and how I'm showing up, which was like a very different experience. I'm definitely implementing that in the new year. But I'm like 
I definitely like got sick because I'm run down. Like for sure. It's all the things. Yeah. For sure. I don't think, and when you get to that point where you're like, okay, I don't want to be down and out for the count because your body needs to recover. It's literally a machine. And sometimes you just need to honor that, that rest until it's screaming at you to, I know I've said this to you like 40,000 times this week, but like it's yelling. She's really loud right now. Yeah. You're like, you're like, you didn't listen. You say you have a mind body connection, but you just, you were ignoring her. Like yeah. whack-a-mole with your voice. And I was like, yeah, no, that's exactly yeah. what I was doing. I'm, it's what I've been doing for the better part of 2021, <laughs> to be honest. Let's be real. Shit. It took you a while to get here, though. <laughs> I feel. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's yeah. December. Like, <laughs> yeah, it took me the whole year. It took me literally yeah. the whole year. But I literally was like, okay, you know, the la- I remember the last time I felt like I really needed to learn about stuff. I remember this. I was like, okay, I'm going to become, when I was on the other side of, being in my outpatient program for eating disorder recovery. When I got out of it, I was like, now I didn't know what an eating disorder was and what to look for. So I didn't know I had one. So then when I left, I was like, I'm going to educate myself on it. Like I'm going to, you know, invest in courses, invest in books. And I felt so empowered when I felt those stages coming back again. I was like, oh shit, that's a, that's a red flag. But I wouldn't have known those. Even, even though I was in a program, And I, you know, let's, for lack of a better term, like graduated, completed the program. That doesn't mean I was an expert in eating disorders. I mean, I'm still not, right? But I learned through my research, like, oh shit, I didn't just have, I wasn't just bulimic, you know? I was also orthorexic. I also had binge eating disorder, but I didn't know these even existed. I didn't even know they existed because I hadn't educated myself. So I was like, okay, the last time I educated myself on something I was growing through, I came out the other side stronger. So I was like, okay, maybe if I invest in learning about burnout, like last year around this time, I said, I'm going to invest in learning about trying to conceive at 35 plus. I literally made it a point of learning more, filling my social media, filling just my brain with more information on that stuff. And I feel more empowered in this journey. So I was like, let's do this now. And Mm -hmm. it's shitty, but you know, some positives have to come out of it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to learn. And then I'm going to give my takeaways because that's what this is all about. It's like learning and growing and unlearning. So my, my list of books is like very big for burnout. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I also have found myself speaking of that just reminded me. I, when I first started like even working on myself in general, I became, I still am a personal development junkie. Like I love Mm -hmm. to read. I love to learn about different things. But, and I thought that I was doing those and I thought that I was, you know, checking the boxes and trying the things and some things that I tried don't work for me. Like they just don't, they don't work to avoid the burnout. Um, and I have really gotten into writing, which sounds like it's something that's productive, but just the past like week or so, and I hadn't been doing it for a while. Like I'll do like the journal prompts and like, I like the structure of that, but Mm -hmm. I got away from just like free writing. Like I have tons of journals that are just lined papers that I write poetry in or that I like just start to write in and get creative that way. And I hadn't been doing it. So it felt really good to get back to that. But um, I would not have realized that like, oh, let me try this because it feels silly. But if you don't act on the things that you're learning, then you're just consuming it and it's not going to change your life. If you read a book, like Unfuck Yourself, for example, I love that book. 
But if I read that book and the first time I read it, I got pissed and I was like, this is stupid. This isn't even true. Me too. Yeah. Me too. I was like, this isn't real. I felt like he was like yelling at me. I was like, this jerk. I immediately got defensive, but I was like, I'm getting defensive because it's activating something that's true within me that I'm not ready to admit yet. And Mm -hmm. until you unpack that part though. So I read it again when I was feeling more open to it and it is, it's all so true. And it's like, you can consume all the things and learn and be able to regurgitate and say all the things you're supposed to say. But if you don't do it and you don't actually implement it into your life, you're not growing as a person. You're not going to be able to avoid this chronic burnout, like this chronic cycle of, okay, I feel better. So I'm going to do all the things. And like, I'm on, I'm back on there. Then (laughs) these are all the things you're eventually going to hit that point again. Self-help versus shelf help. Like if you've got like, I've got behind me all these cute color coded books But like, if I wasn't applying them, I'm not saying I've like read them all and applied everything I've learned, but it's self-help versus shelf-help. If you're not applying anything you're learning, you're just like a sponge and you're not, I always say to my team, I say like, be a sprinkler, not a sponge. So when you take in all this information, you have to give it away too. Like what you learn, share it. I'm grateful for the pod because we have this platform to do that in, but everyone can do that, right? If you read something or listen to a podcast that really connects with you, share that because you never know who's going through it. Just like, just like I know that literally people are going to be listening to this episode, like nodding their head. They're going to get like, they're going to become like those little bobbleheads that we say we, we are. Need, <laughs> when we guess. I swear we need bobbleheads. Still. I know. I yeah. Know. Like literally I know some of you are like, Oh my gosh. Yes. Like, because burnout during the holidays is, is something, but let's talk about how the holidays are also so conveniently <laughs> placed at the end of the year, right? So it's like, not only do we get burnout from the holidays or even thinking about the holidays, prepping for the holidays, experiencing the holidays, because it's a great time of year for some, but not all, right? And then it's also the end of the year. So now Mm -hmm. you have like, you're not really operating at your best and now you have to show up for all these people while not operating at your best. It's like a kind of like a recipe for disaster if you're not listening to yourself, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's like it just learning to say no and giving yourself during the holidays the gift of acknowledging and listening to your body and time and taking saying no, like cancel the plan. It's okay. The world will go on. And if the people you had those plans with don't understand and they can be disappointed, but disappoint other people before you disappoint yourself, because otherwise you're never going, you know, you can't make everybody happy anyway. So don't disappoint yourself, but that's so true. Yeah. All of the holiday plans spike. This is also why speaking of what chaps my ass, we didn't speak about it, but I'm talking about it now. This is what chaps my ass. The people that are like, Oh, it's one day. Like Christmas is one day out of the year. New Year's Eve is one day out of the year. Like you can, no, no. it's not. Cause it's, you have to put yourself in a mental place. I don't know. Not everyone maybe is like us, but I like have to hype myself up sometimes. And I'm, we're very social creatures, but yeah. that doesn't mean that, that doesn't mean that we're always like, rah, rah, like, let's go. I am fully an introverted extrovert. Like I, yeah. and I did not think I was, I thought I was a full extrovert. I loved being around my people, but I also afterwards need to have that time to myself. Need, Do you think need, that's changed need. though? Do you think that maybe earlier in your life you were an extroverted extrovert and now you're an introverted extrovert? No, I think I wanted to be because I was escaping all of the thoughts that I like had about myself and 
if I was around my people and making everybody else laugh, then I felt better because I was escaping what I really needed to work on. So I think it's always been there. I just was mislabeling it because I was like, let me just go out there and be around other people so I don't have to sit with my own thoughts because that's too hard. I just realized to unpack. I'm going to, I'm writing this down (laughs) to talk to my therapist (laughs) about this because I was just going to say that you're like, I'm not even kidding. I'm not joking. Okay. Because I was, I asked you that because I was going to say I've, I was definitely an extroverted extrovert in my twenties. And then I moved. So like, I still live in the city, but I live in a borough of the city, which made it air quotes harder, not like really that hard, but like harder to say yes to a plan on a Friday night. Because by the time I was home, I was like, nah, I don't want to go back downtown. I don't live downtown like I used to. And so that was like purposely done. We purposely moved away from the downtown core because we lived on the strip that had all of our go-to bars. Like my, my like dive bar, watering hole bar was like down the street. I, I got a place within walking distance bar star problems. <laughs> At that time, I thought it was a bar star solution. Cause I was like, Ooh, I'm so close. I could stumble home. Worst. Yeah. So now I'm like, Oh wait, maybe that's true. Maybe I was never an extroverted extrovert. You're right. And like, I liked going out and being like the life of the party and like getting that attention and sort of just like, you know, pushing down those other things. Because the validation, the external validation has always been a really big thing for me, unfortunately. I hate it. I hate that about myself, but I'm working through it. But I'm 100% unpacking that with my therapist because mm-hmm. I really thought I had grown into it. I learned it, I learned it when I was in therapy too, that oh, like man. that was what it was. It still is. So now I use that as like a red flag now though. So like if I feel like I have like... I know that I can't have a jam-packed weekend anymore. Like right. I need no. to, I Mm-mm. very, I am very intentional about making time to just be. And like, how did um, you feel when you came back from Toronto? Yeah. I just like needed a day. I needed <laughs> yeah. a day, but it was, it was like, that was, that was a whole other story. But when I start to feel like I'm filling my calendar intentionally more with like seeing people, I really check the intentionality behind that. Like what, yes, I miss them, but can we maybe schedule this for a few more weeks out? Because if I start, yeah, if I start jamming my calendar, I know that I'm mentally subconsciously, not maybe even knowing I'm doing it. I'm avoiding thought patterns and avoidance and procrastination on things that need attention. And it's like, okay, why am I feeling like this? Let's unpack it for a minute. Probably because you're burning out too. Like that's another, it's because yeah. it's part of that burnout cycle, right? Like you, escapism. I think that that's a really good point. It's easy to escape when you have other people like around. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing that I've noticed is like, it's, it's. I don't want to say bad, but it, it is bad. It's bad when I have the tendency to not listen. We know this. If you've been here for a second and a half, you know that I never listen to anybody else. Okay. Never. I'm the worst. But when people that are like close to you say something, I feel like those are the people we don't listen to. We're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Like you. I'm like, no, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew's like, Amanda. I'm like, no. I'm already no- saying no before he's even said what he's going to say. But if someone who's like kind of in the peripheries of your life shoots you a DM and is like, hey, are you like good? And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. What, what's that person seeing? That is the shit that concerns me. And like, that's been happening to me more and more, like really uh, alarming rate. And so it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we are back in therapy, ladies and gentlemen, because 
Yeah. That was my prompt, right? And it's so interesting because people just see, I mean, Becca, Becca like FaceTimed me like a couple weeks ago and was like, are you good? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, for the first like- And now look minutes. where she is. <laughs> yeah, for the first 20 minutes. And then I was like, okay, maybe no. But like in some cases, yeah. And she was like, right, okay. <laughs> she just like listened to me talk for three hours. And then the next week I was sick, right? So- mm-hmm. Because you let it all out. So your body's like just really exactly. I really that's also a thing though. Like when we're sick, yes, our body is screaming for exhaustion, but it's also a sense of necessary release of stress from your body. Because like, yeah, I always used to think that stress was only mental and like you had to work through it here, but it manifests in your whole body. So like when you Mm -hmm. start to like spike that fever and lose your voice and start to like your nose is running because your sinuses are just tired of keeping their shit together. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And they're stressed. Like it's your whole, it's a whole body stress. So the more you honor it, the quicker you will get back on your feet. But yeah, that is, I love like, it. listen, Linda, fucking relax. It took like, strangers on the internet and not Andrew and I to be like, isn't that? No, but that's honestly, and see, but the, okay, that's why I wrote this shit down. Hello. Hi. Hi there. Yeah. How are you? I seek external validation. Where did that come from? Fucking trauma. Like, I, I don't <laughs> yeah. know why I have that, but it's like, it that's is, always yeah. been an issue for me. So I'm like, okay, th- we should work through that because that's important that like, yeah, it is kind of shitty that it takes strangers on the internet to say the same thing that people that are the closest to me are saying. But also you just don't want to like admit it. You know, like you said, there's that cycle where you're just like stuck mm-hmm. in, you're like in neutral, you know, you're like, no, I'm good. Like I, I can ride this really exhausting wave until I can't, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that it's easy. Yeah. It's easy for me anyway to ignore it for me. Yeah. Especially because escaping escape escapism. Whoa. That word really is getting me today. I used to often joke and label it as FOMO. Oh, it was FOMO. Oh, I I just have FOMO. Like I need to go. I'm going to like, what am I going to miss? It's FOMO. Like, no, it's not. That's a good point. Actually. Like, no, it's not. That's not what is happening. You, like f- I, right. I still, I have a healthy balance now of using humor to cope, but it used to be using humor to like mask everything. So finding that balance has been fun, but yeah, that was my thing. Oh my gosh. No, the FOMO queen of life. Like I would wear that like a badge and be like, of course she's coming. She doesn't want to miss out. <laughs> like <laughs> things I, things I should have been saying no to, um, to heal. Cause your body like needs to heal. So yeah, don't. Totally. Don't miss. And if you're sitting there and you're pissed at what I just said, you're doing it. <laughs> yeah. Like when I'm telling you what Becca said, when I read unfuck yourself, Mark Manson, Mark Manson, I think is this Gary John Bishop. I was like, this guy's a, f- Oh, Mark, Mark Manson is the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Oh yes. Also such a good yep. book. I need to read it again. Such a good book. I need to read it. Yep. Again. They have the same kind of tone though. Yep. We're like kind of like the Gary V tone. Like some people love Gary Vee and some people hate him. I love him, but that's because I saw him speak live Mm. and I didn't know who he was. And then I read his books because I feel like that changed things for me. Mm. But I was like, this, these people are yelling at me. And like, when you connect with something that much, like if you're listening to something and you're like angry at it, you got to look at what that means. Cause you're like, shit. And that's, that's what happens when these strangers on the internet who are like calling me out, like peeling back the layers of this fucking just really covered onion that I thought I had. I was like, I got this shit together. It's covered in, it's a, it's a Buffalo print, leopard print, red onion. (laughs) Yeah. Like what the fuck? I was like, these people don't even, I don't know who this person is. Like literally you go search them. You're like, I've never seen this person before. You're like, 
oh no, that's a big problem. And I hate that it takes that. And we're going to, hopefully I can grow as a human this coming year and it won't take strangers on the internet yeah, <laughs> calling me out of my shit. But it's, it's part of the burnout cycle for me personally. It's like, I go until I can't anymore and then that's it. Mm-hmm. Like it is what it is. So we wanted to talk about it because that's what this, the, we, we're going to say this forever and ever, but the pod is us just, it's life, right? You guys come on here and listen to us talk about, we shoot the shit about our lives. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's more serious and sometimes it's funny and sometimes we have guests and sometimes, you know, but we're, we're going through the, the days of our lives for lack of a better phrase. <laughs> and we're just talking about it. I love days of our lives growing up. Yes. Loved it. <laughs> the days of Why our did lives. I watch days of our lives as a 10 year old? Don't know. It was scandalous. It was so scandalous. It was uh, so very scripted, but so. Yes. And that's why, you know what? That's probably why I like reality TV. It makes sense. That tracks. Mm-hmm. That tracks for sure. <laughs> it does for sure. But I do quite, like if anyone listening has felt like you wanted to push back on things that we're saying tonight, try and just not and see why, or just ask yourself why that's bothering you. Cause it, it may, might not be, maybe it's not true for you and that's fine. Like we said, this looks different for everyone, which makes it a little bit of a tricky topic because things that may help me avoid being burnt out are not things that help AMQ maybe avoid being burnt out. She's working on it clearly. <laughs> so she'll report back on what works. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely keep, we're going to do a little, we're going to start talking about our therapy thoughts because like, yeah, I only just recently, you have to like shop around for a therapist. It takes know, forever. I, I'm, I'm yeah. still trying to find one that sticks. Like there's always, there's been, yeah. been these moments where I'm like, I don't feel like I'm being understood right now. And I'm still like trying to find, oh, my very first therapist in my adult life. She said the words, I understand back to me. And I said, ah, bye bye. <laughs> because I feel like that's a bad sign when your therapist tells you they understand, like the words I understand, because I was like, you can't though. Like you weren't in it with me. You can empathize. But like, she just kept on saying like, I understand, I understand. And then I just pushed back because I'm me. And it was just like, not a good thing. And I just had to shop for a new one. But this one is specifically centered. Her profession is around helping women work through pregnancy loss. It's not to say that that's the only thing she talks about with me because it's not, but I have been going to her for like, this. it'll be a month and like, whew, it's been good. I mean, it was the reason I had the bravery to message Becca and say, hey, I'm good. Like, let's do this trying to conceive pregnancy loss episode because I had, I had had a couple of sessions and I was like, okay, I think I can do this. Like, I think I got this. I think I've got it. Mm-hmm. I'm not like in the best place with it, but I'm like, I think I've worked through some stuff already. So normalized therapy. Yes. Everyone. I feel like the world would be a better place if we all went to therapy. If everybody went. Yep. And it, and something I learned is I, cause I've always gone to a therapist and now I'm going to just make it a regular thing, but I've always gone to a therapist when there was a problem. Yep. So I always associated problems with therapy. So like, Oh, Oh, you're having problems in your marriage therapy. Oh, like you're struggling at work therapy. No, no, no. You can just go to a therapist without problems. Yeah. Cause then you know what happens? Maybe they help you get out in front of it and you can be proactive instead of reactive. And that's what I'm hoping for mm-hmm. with this journey now and just making it a life time thing. Maybe I won't have the same therapist for my whole life, but I know therapy is a priority because I know it'll help me avoid burnout. I know that for a fact, yeah. if I had been going to a therapist this whole year while trying to conceive, which has been mentally, physically, emotionally grueling, 
I don't know that I would be in the state that I'm in right now, Mm -hmm. right? Because there probably would have been somebody, a stranger, for lack of a better term, really, telling me like, hey, (laughs) uh, my professional advice is that you are doing this and stop. Mm -hmm. Maybe I would have listened. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I stopped going. Therapy. I stopped going for a while because I was like, "Oh, well, I left that relationship now, so I should be good." Right. <laughs> quickly learned in the pandemic that, like, no, trauma responses are real, and the reason. And now I'm like, is the reason why? Now this is the spiral. Is like, is the reason why I'm trying? I'm having trouble finding a therapist now because I have trust issues. Because um, Mel Robbins oh. loves to say, "When you are a, <laughs> you're going to be like, oh shit, a control freak." Or you can't Uh-oh. seem to find, Uh-oh. yeah. Or you can't seem to find the right fit. It's actually rooted in the fact that you're having trouble trusting that somebody else can take care of it. If you if you are constantly in a state where, oh, I can figure it out, or I can do this and someone else can't, it's because you're having trust issues in letting other people uh, help yeah. you. That's me. <laughs> so <laughs> you can speak to that. Yeah, you're my partner in this. You can totally speak to that. That I'm a control freak, and it's not that I don't. I don't know how to explain it. That's a good, that's a Mel Robbins. Mm-hmm. God, she's, she's so great. Imagine Mel Robbins on the podcast. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. God. She's so great. Just, oh, my, my nipples just voice. got hard. I could just listen to her because she's just so like profound. Oh, yeah. She just sounds like, you know, like she should be wearing like a fuzzy robe and have like a staff. Like she sounds like a wizard. Mm-hmm. What's the female version of a wizard? Whatever. I think it's a wizard. But- a wizette? No, a witch. Sorceress? A witch? Sorceress. I don't fucking know, man. Harry Potter know. people tag in, please. <laughs> yeah. But I think that um, that's a good point because usually it's so weird because I feel like when you th- when you say it like that, like, oh, you don't trust another person to handle it. Mm-hmm. It almost makes it seem like, like, because I know that sometimes being a control freak makes me look like a narcissist. I know that. People have told me. But I'm not. It's literally that I'm like, I I need to be able to control the what's at the finish line and, and like, if I give it, if I, if I pass the baton to someone else, then I can't know. And it's not that I'm like, I need it a certain way. I just need to know that it completes, if that makes sense. So if it's like a race, I just need to know that the race is finished and completed and it's not continuously. And you need to be the one that crosses that finish line. (laughs) Yeah. Like, which is why people can, that can be perceived as narcissism. If you need to be the one that crosses the finish line. Totally. And it's an ownership thing too, right? Yeah. It's like, cause I own it, but I can't own it. Like if, if something I'm part of is done, but then I'm like, but like, I wasn't really part of that. Then I can't really own it, you know, good or bad. Yeah. So it's, it's a weird thing. What is time to be alive? Burnout. Burnout. Mm. Speaking of, oh my God, I knew I was, I knew I was going to forget to say this. So I know we c- we're creeping, you did we're it. creeping up here, but it's a good wrap up. Brene Brown. I'm, I'm going to my mm. anchor women here. You just love her, but her new book is Brene. on my Christmas list. So Santa, if you're listening, the great stocking stuffer, the Atlas of the heart, but she was mom. I heard, I heard her talking about overwhelm and she said, I have learned, Oh yeah, I have learned to not label something as, or I'm feeling overwhelmed when I'm not overwhelmed because true research-based overwhelm is what you're experiencing right now when your body just cannot, and you physically, mentally, and emotionally just cannot do it. That I think is overwhelmed. It's overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and which is, you know, burnout is I think a further step in that overwhelm is when like you max out on your overwhelm is when you reach your burnout. But I thought it was just so interesting because when we're stressed, I'm, I'm, 
someone that says like, oh, I'm just so overwhelmed right now. Like all, I'll just need to work through it. But like, no, I'm not because I'm still able to acknowledge the fact that I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> like if I can say it, then I'm not there. <laughs> so that's a good point actually. Yeah. Yeah. Like it just kicks you on your ass. Like you're just like, well, shit. Like mm -hmm. this week for me, I was like, okay. Yep. That's what I can't tell you guys how many times Becca was like, just, okay, just watch Netflix. Like, and she was like sending me voice notes, like slowly, like as if I had to like transcribe, like she was speaking mm -hmm. in another language. Just watch. That was also, I was, like, I was speaking slowly also out of hesitation to the fact that like, I wasn't sure how it was going to be received because I know that like for you and then I, I did watch Netflix for a whole day. One whole day. Hey, that's progress. I slept I woke up on the couch. I fell asleep on the couch. I woke up on the couch the next day because I didn't want to cough all night and make poor Andrew stay awake. So yeah, but like it's all day I didn't move. I made I made soup. I made flu busting soup. It was too spicy for me. I was so sad. Yeah, <laughs> I got up one time, but I did it. I just sat around and it, you know what? Now I feel better. Mm -hmm. I feel better today. And I don't know if I had like I went to deep clean my house yesterday, bitch. Yeah, right. Sit like, down. No, just sit. <laughs> That's all I kept telling her is just sit down because I know and. Without the laptop. Yeah. I don't sing without the Because I think, and I do think that for you, relaxing is still like being on your laptop, but like on your couch it and is. not in your office. But I'm like, but you're, ner yeah, but yeah. scientifically speaking, your nervous system and your brain are also still very activated when you're doing that, even if you're on the couch. So it feels like I was sitting on the couch and I was doing these things, but like it's science. So your nervous system and your brain are still very, very high alert. Like they're still sending things to each other and being like, I'm not relaxing. I'll send back a photo of me sitting with my laptop on the couch. She's like, no. Or or you'll be like, I'm going to go watch The Bachelor or, or The Bachelor. I'm going to go catch up on Big Brother, whatever it is that you're watching. And I'm like, okay. And then 10 minutes go by and I go back to my phone and I see graphics. Like, hey, <laughs> what do you think? But like, what do you think if we do this? And I'm like, I'm not even actually, I, that's when I tell him, like, I'm actually not going to respond to you. That's so true. <laughs> I'm just going to. If anyone can empathize with this, like I'm telling you right now, you need to give yourself a big red flag. You yeah. Toss up a red flag and be like, oh shit, this is me too. This mm -hmm. is me too. Like when you bring your work home with you or you tell yourself, like, I know I'm one of these people who's like, I love my job so much. It doesn't feel like work. Oh my God, she's doing Bitch, the hand work, under her girl. chin. Nikita. Bitch, it's work. <laughs> it's work. Though. Yeah, you can love your job. Listen, people that are like, it's a job, so you're not supposed to like it. No, I'm so not sorry. True. You need to get something new. Yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. But also, sure, it doesn't feel like work. That's good. That's that's great. But that but like you're still working though. And like that's what I need to tell myself. Like, Amanda, you're still working. That's why being on Instagram as a consumer, not a creator, was so nice for me because I was like, oh shit, this is what most people use this for. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't get any of them that at the first couple days you would be like, oh, I want to, I want to try this real audio. And I'm like, no, no, you're still doing it wrong. <laughs> but I haven't had any of those. So she either doesn't share them with me at this point because she knows what I'm going to say back or she's just like, yeah, I mean, it's, it is fun to just consume and be like, you know, it's hard to come up with that boundary though. That makes sense. Totally. Yeah. Wow. What a journey. Do you feel less burned out? <laughs> My voice feels like it's going again. I know. I can sense it. I can feel it. But I um, but I did say even today. It's so cathartic to talk about this. Yeah. Show, right? Uh, like, so cathartic. I was like, we're talking about burnout, and I know that you are very much burned out. I just slept for about 17 hours in the past 
like day and a half. So <laughs> that's what my body does. But I was like, today, AMQ, are you too, too burned out to record today? Like, is today one yeah, of those days ask me that. Yeah. that like, I just can't. And if you feel like you just can't, that's fine. We should give Andrew some, like a pocket of little red flags, like that you would put in like hoagie sandwiches. Oh my God. I was actually, and just throw them at you. About, like, I'm not joking. I was actually like thinking about starting this in the new year. Like I'm not kidding. Like yesterday I was like, what if I like make little red flags? Like get like, you know, like yeah. little like toothpicks and put like, and like make it a thing on even like socials and just, or like to you, like I'll just send a red flag. I love the red flag emoji. It's the greatest. I've only discovered the red flag emoji. It's my most used emoji. Really? Yeah. I, I only discovered that probably because of you. <laughs> I, I didn't even know that red flag emoji existed. Oh yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so great. This is actually what I'm going to do with you now. But seriously. I'm not even going to say anything anymore. If you start saying that you're going to go relax and you send me anything, I'm just going to send the red flag emoji. And that's when you know I'll get back to you later. You're going to hate it. <laughs> it's going to be a growth. It's going to be growth. <laughs> growth. Or I'm, then I'm just going to get in the habit of not telling you anything. So this, oh, is like, this could go two ways. No. This could go one of two ways. I'd be like, uh, <laughs> don't message back. I tell her fucking everything. <laughs> like... Yesterday, I was like, I just puked. Like, why? Why did I need to do that? Oh, like, no. There's no need to do that. Like, why? But we, that's how it is. I love it. I love a good TMI. If you guys heard anything that connected, I know that we've sort of gotten away from um, asking you guys to toss us a review, but those still exist on Apple Podcasts. If you are connect, if you connect with anything in specific episodes, we love to hear about that because also just because we talked about it once doesn't mean that we can't have someone come on an expert in this field, for example, burnout, talk about it again, and it can be a more extensive conversation. So if there's stuff that you guys really connect to, we want to know. So whether that's, you know, in our DMs, which we love, or sending us a review, just tell us. We love when you tell us like, hey, this, I really connected with this. I just want to say, I need to publicly say this on the pod. I want to really thank everyone who's taken the time to reach out to me about the trying to conceive pregnancy loss episode, because I know that all of you knew how hard that was for me to talk about. And I've gotten negative feedback and that's fine. I knew that was going to happen. And I've gotten positive feedback and we just appreciate you. Like Becca and I appreciate you even taking the time out of your days and just like telling us your stories and you don't need to do that. We create this space so that you guys can sit or be in the shower or drive to work and have that safe space, but you don't need to give that back to us. And we really appreciate when you do. Yes. So thank you for that. Honestly. Yes. Those DMS of like sharing of your stories in any regard, especially this last week's episode was last week. I don't even know episode. Um, two weeks, weeks ago. ago. Yeah. Um, but also just in general of like, Hey, you know, when you said this, it really sparked this. And I thought about, you know, how maybe I approached our, another situation differently next time is it means so much to us truly, truly does. And if there's anything you want us to cover, I mean, like we say, we're just, we want you to feel like you're hanging out with your best friends here. But if there's anything that you wanted us to talk about, ask the boo crew, let us know. We would love to yeah. talk about it with you on here. So hey, Malin just messaged us. So I guess we have to go. <laughs> He just messaged, we have a boo crew admin group chat. And all he said was AMQ. So it's just population three. <laughs> so all he wrote was AMQ. So some, I think you're in trouble. <laughs> 
We gotta go. Never a good sign. Merry Christmas. We hope you all have a very safe and happy holiday. We will come back next week to wrap up 2021 together, but we wish you guys a Merry Christmas and a very happy holidays. And you are our gift to us all for sure. You are. All right. We appreciate you. I got you, boo. Okay, thanks. Love you, bye. Thanks for being here, Boo Crew. Love our vibe? Rate, review, share, and subscribe. And don't forget, follow us on Instagram at I Got You Boo Pod. Thank you.